Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of your daily commute? Or how transportation impacts the community you call home? Maybe you want to explore outside your community and don't know where to start. Well, you're in luck because this is where you hop on. I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. We work in communications for Valley Metro, and together we'll discover all the ways that public transit enhances lives across the cities we serve. And we might even make some new friends along the way. Welcome to Storylines. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Maddie. So I know you're a huge football fan. Go Cardinals. Nope. No, no, no. Wrong football. I'm talking about the Phoenix Rising Football Club, a.k.a. our local soccer team. Oh, the other football. Yeah. We have big news about them, Maddie. We sure do, Brittany. So some of you, especially those of you who are fans of the club, may have seen that their official new home location is going to be at 38th Street in Washington. Very convenient for all of us public transit users. But even more exciting, your ticket to the Rising game counts as your fare on light rail. Maddie, this is such a big deal. The team was initially in Tempe, then they moved to south of Chandler, and now they're right here in the heart of Phoenix. Phoenix Rising is officially in Phoenix, and it's so close to our light rail station, it's just steps away. I know, it is so close. It's going to be so convenient. Also, makes it really easy to do other fun activities, like right before, right after the game. It's just going to be really great for everyone involved. I know. I'm excited about the season. It starts April 1st. Every ticket to a match counts as your light rail fare. But you and I are pretty cool. But you know who's even cooler? Talking to the team and the players. My name is Bobby Dooley. I'm the president of Phoenix Rising Football Club, and I'm entering my seventh season with the team. Can you give us a little history of what roles you've held over those seven seasons? Absolutely. It's been a fun seven years, and I've worn a lot of hats. There's been some challenges, and then there's been a lot of successes along the way, and it's been fun to see the growth of soccer here, professional soccer here in the Valley, and also see the growth of our organization and the support we've gotten from the community. So I've done every role with the team. I came in as the chief operating officer of the team and then transitioned into the general manager and was recently promoted to the team president. And over that time, I've been fortunate to oversee the business side as well as the sporting side of things. And it's a dream come true for me to work in professional sports and to be in a sport that's growing so rapidly at all levels, at the youth and professional levels. In a market like Phoenix is really exciting. I'm very fortunate to do what I do. Great. Well, thank you. So talking a little bit about the team and its history, first was located and played in Tempe, Then it moved a little south of Chandler, and now Phoenix Rising FC is actually playing in Phoenix. Yep. So what does that mean to the team? I think we're really excited. I know last year didn't go as planned, on the field or off the field. It was the first year that we really struggled on the field. If you look over the last six years at our our record, at some of the trophies that we've won, the amount of goals we've scored, the all-league players that we've had, there was a drop-off last year. So this year has all been about, off-season's been all about hitting the reset button, right? We've signed 15 new players to the roster, so bringing players in from 13, 14 different countries this year. 
And then off the field, we had some challenges with fan experience and some of the elements in and around getting to the match, food and beverage challenges, and that really impacted the fan experience. And so it's not the standard that we wanted to operate at. So this reset button we're hitting on and off the field and moving to Central Phoenix that allows us a lot more control over some of the food and beverage side of things that allows us to do partnerships like we've done with Valley Metro to accessibility off the major freeways for our fans. I mean, I think all parts of the Valley right now are within 25, 30 minutes of our match. It just makes it more accessible. So really excited about the progress we've made in the off season. And I truly can't wait for April 1st when we're going to be in front of a sold out crowd in our new home in Phoenix and hopefully putting on a pretty good show for the fans. You touched on it a little bit, but really how big is it that you guys are in the center of the city, 38th Street in Washington? It's a big deal, right? It's everything, right? To have transportation and fantastic, the partnership with Valley Metro, that a ticket to the match will provide a complimentary ride on the light rail. That's your access for the light rail on our match days, which is really cool, really exciting for our fans, a really nice benefit and perk for our fans to be able to access the venue. And, and we all know all the fantastic stops and restaurants and bars, whether you go five exits one way to downtown Phoenix or five exits the other way to Mill Avenue, it's the accessibility and it just creates an event and you can go out and have some drinks from food and safely get to and from the match and, and get all over the valley, which is just awesome for our fans and fans that are driving in and just being centrally located. There's never a perfect spot because someone will say, hey, why aren't you out here closer to my home or why aren't you down here in the southeast valley or up here in the north? You're never going to satisfy 100% of the people. But this location allows us to satisfy the majority of the people. And I think with the elements around the game day experience, once you are able to access the site so easily, and then you come in there and you have some good food and beverage specials, and it's a smooth transition, and then you see the performance on the field. As Mayor Gallego said at the city council meeting, Phoenix Rising is home, and we're really excited about that. So when you were looking at different places to locate the team, how much did light rail and public transit play a role in those considerations? It was a very important factor in our decision-making process, right? Just public transportation, unfortunately, it's not all over the valley. The valley is growing. It's such a vast community, and Maricopa County is so spread out. So for us to have the ability to make it more accessible for our fans was at the top of our list, right? So you, you have accessibility to get to the games. If you're reducing some of the challenges to get to a match, that allows more people to have the opportunity to experience a Phoenix Rising. And while we've been around for six years, we still are relatively young in our organizational life cycle. So there's still a lot of people that haven't had a chance to experience Phoenix Rising. And I'm very confident in our front office. I'm confident in our stadium operations group. I'm confident in the product on the field that for those that have the chance to come out, and see a Phoenix Rising match, they will have a good experience and they're going to come back for more. So the fact that we're making it easier for fans to come to matches was a huge victory for us this offseason. What can people expect when they head out to a Phoenix Rising match? You're going to come out to a Phoenix Rising match and you're going to see players from all over the world. 13 countries right now on our roster represented, which is really cool to see players that don't all speak the same language that come together for one common goal, and that's to win games and hopefully win championships. That's a really cool thing to be a part of and, you know, cultured. And so you see players from different backgrounds. You're going to see really, really talented players, some of which have played at really high levels, some of which they're on the younger on the up in their career. So the amount of talent in this league is fantastic. 
high intensity, high energy, hopefully a lot of goals, and all of that coupled with a really cool environment. Because when you look in the stands at a Phoenix Rising game, you see people of all ages, of all backgrounds. They come together and you have our supporters groups in one end of the stadium that are chanting, that are singing, that are banging on drums, that are hopefully lighting off a lot of smoke after we score goals. It's an event in this town like no other, and the energy and the buzz in the stadium really comes from the fans. And it's on us as an organization to put a product on the field that elicits that type of response, that everyone is also you know, rising together in the stands. And it's really cool when it all comes together. So you touched a little bit on the players. I know there are a lot of new players on the team this season. How does this year's team compare to last year's team? Yeah, it's a good question. Don't want to take anything away from the players that we had last year because there was a lot of talented players and sometimes it just doesn't click, right? The ball still has to bounce the right way. And in my mind, the best reality television is professional sports because you can't control the outcome, right? So whether it's injuries, whether it's bad breaks, unlucky, again, I think we ran into all of it last year. And so I think what we can see this year from the group is, again, a lot of new bodies, like you mentioned, a lot of new guys that have to come together. But I think the style of play is a bit different. The way that we're playing, you know, 11 guys in the field, the, what we're asking of the players on the field is a little bit differently. So we recruited players a little bit different characteristics and traits that fit the game model that our new coach is implementing. So you're going to see a different style of player, I would say, a little bit more technical, meaning skillful is the wrong word because that's taking away from the guys that were here before us, but a lot more possession. Um, we're going to have the ball a little bit more that I would anticipate than we were before. I, I would kind of equate it for basketball fans. You look at the Suns, and I think that at one point they were like something with like seven seconds. Like it was up and down when they were playing with Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, and it was just like lightning pace. And I feel like that's what we were a little bit more, very transitional, pressing, we receive the ball and go. This year, while we have that ability to do that, we'll play with it a little bit more and, and knock the ball around a little bit. So I think those are the type of players that we recruited, and I think that our fans will notice that pretty quickly, and even this week and when we start. What are you most excited for this season? The next game. I'm really excited about, again, it sounds cliche, but I use it with my own kids and I use it internally here in the front office. You either win or you learn, right? And we learned a lot last year. We didn't win a lot. And that's both on and off the field, like I mentioned. So for us to take a step back, we've accomplished a lot in six seasons and it's moved at an unbelievable pace. And winning sometimes masks some of your deficiencies or some areas where you can really improve. So in seeing how we operated as a club and when we weren't having success, there was a lot of time for reflection this last season and then throughout the off season. And our processes have been refined. We've brought in some new individuals on the sporting side of things, on how we recruit players, on what we're doing on a daily basis with the players. We've refined some processes internally. Some things that were out of our control are now in our control on the fan experience side, for instance, food and beverage, we're able to control those measures. Some of the parking elements, some things that we're gonna be sharing with. So I think for us, it was a really busy off season, look in the mirror, and April 1st is quickly approaching. And while there's a lot of work to be done, when that national anthem is going off on April 1st and there's 10,000 people in there and the team of mostly new players is standing on the field and we're standing in a new location in central Phoenix, like it 
brings chills to me right now thinking about it because I'm so passionate about all of this. And so I think if there's one specific moment that, not that I don't want to enjoy this process of building up to that point, but that moment in our new location, I think the vibe will be so different. The energy will be really strong and it's gonna be a moment for me that I'm really looking forward to. For me as an individual, as well as the organization and our fans, I think Phoenix Rising will be back. And a lot of things that we're doing as an organization that we did early on, I hope that our fans recognize that some of the core things that we did, the fabric of the organization, you being the fans will be able to see that this year. Maddie, if I wasn't excited for Phoenix Rising to start on April 1st, I am even more excited now. I have my scarf on and I'm ready to go. Me too, Brittany. I can't wait to go catch a game or two. And also, I mean, obviously we're excited about the partnership, but you don't have to take our word for it anymore because you've heard it officially from the Phoenix Rising FC. Bobby is also very excited too. Stay tuned. After the break, we're going to hear from one of the newest players of the Phoenix Rising Football Club and how he grew up in the Valley. Mobile fare is now available in the Valley Metro app. Purchase passes and scan every time you board a bus or at light rail stations before riding. Get started at valleymetro.org slash mobile fare. Valley Metro and the Phoenix Rising Football Club are rising as one with a great deal. Your ticket to any Phoenix Rising match is your light rail fare to and from the team's new stadium right outside the 38th Street and Washington Station. Kick off the new season in a new way and go Rising! A new mural is on display at the Roosevelt and Central Light Rail Station. Artist Farnaz Mansouri created a bright, vibrant mural to usher in spring. Learn more at valleymetro.org slash artsline. My name is Jose Andres Hernandez, and I am a center mid for Phoenix Rising. Okay, so take us back to the early days. How did you first get into playing soccer? Wow. Well, I'm Hispanic. My Both my parents are Mexican. I was born in Mexico as well, so it kind of just runs in my blood, for lack of a better word. Obviously, seeing my dad play while I was growing up definitely had an influence and I was attracted to the sport from an early age I liked it It came natural to a certain degree so it's one of those things that you kind of pick up and never want to put down when did you move to the valley in Maryville that's a good question so I moved up to Phoenix when I was about six six and a half turning seven ish so I actually started playing soccer in the Valley. My first experience with competitive soccer was in the Valley, a local team in Maryville. Shout out to uh, Glue Gallos. I don't even know if they still exist. They might, they might not. But yeah, I was in the Valley from when I was six, six and a half, up until my sophomore year of high school when I made a little transition towards a soccer academy in Casa Grande. So how long have you played for the Phoenix Rising? With Phoenix Rising, this is going to be my first year. So I just made the move out here. It was a nice little homecoming. Obviously, Phoenix being one of the top teams in the league, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. But yeah, first year, hopefully it's uh, the first of many. So you've played in other locations around the U.S. then. What do you think it means for the Phoenix Rising team to be in the heart of Phoenix this year? I have played in multiple different locations, different states. I think for Phoenix is going to be amazing. I know growing up 
in Westside Phoenix, growing up in Maryville, having people I still communicate with on the daily from out there, I know the excitement is really high, at least from the last few years that I've known the team existed and I know the team's been in the Valley. Seems to be a lot more hype behind the club, at least from Westside, at least from the Hispanic community, just because, like we said, it's a little bit more prideful to represent the Rising now that it is located within the Phoenix limits. And again, the transportation is a big key, especially for Westside. And I think having the public transport is huge. And like I said, the excitement is real. And I know a lot of people are really looking forward to these home games this year. Great. So you mentioned it a little bit, but what do you think about, you know, the location for the stadium being at 38th in Washington? It's obviously one of our light rail stations. And so what does that mean as a player knowing that fans can use public transit to get to the games? Yeah, no, it's huge. Hopefully it encourages people to show up and show out to the matches, which one would be great for us. The support is always welcome. I think from a safety standpoint, it's also massive. I know a lot of other sports teams try and make their fields and their stadiums or whatnot arenas more accessible through public transport. So having that with the Rising Now is huge. And then obviously being able to use your game ticket as a ticket for the train as well is huge. Did you ever use public transit when you were growing up in Phoenix? I definitely used the city buses here and there. I'm not going to say I used it too much, but definitely once in a while with my mom mostly while my dad was at work and we needed to go out and run some errands, whatever it was. But yeah, I definitely have used my fair share of the city bus mostly. So kind of switching gears a little bit, but I know that often the players room together during the season. So who are your roommates on the team? I am rooming with another local kid, actually. He's out from Gilbert area, I believe, or Chandler area. His name's Niall Dunn. He's my only roommate, which is nice. It's only two of us. And yeah, that's my roommate. We keep to ourselves for the most part. We're both quiet and shy individuals, I guess. We learned from Bobby earlier that there are several players from countries across the world. Do people come to you as like the Phoenix guy and know where to go and how to navigate the valley? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we have internationals, we have people from different states, from across the world, whatever it might be. But yeah, definitely, I think the most common suggestions they want from me is either a good barber, somewhere to get a haircut, because, <laughs> you know, games coming up, these events we've been doing. So people are always looking for a, a nice little fade and definitely food. Food recommendations is huge. Mm -hmm. And again, I haven't been in the Valley as of recent. I'm kind of just making, you know, my return. I'm here every year or I was here every year, but mostly during the holidays. So even for me, it's new. I'm getting to explore a lot of new areas, getting to see some places that weren't around when I was here. So yeah, I definitely have some suggestions, but I'm also still learning myself. Okay, so you mentioned you are from the West Phoenix area. So how did the nickname El Mago de Maryvale come up? <laughs> the nickname, the Mago from Maryvale, that was, I would say it was 50-50 between our media department and then myself. And of course, just playing soccer, you pick up nicknames throughout your career. So it was something, also something that kind of had already been around from my previous teams. Not necessarily the Maryvale part, that was something we kind of added to it. But yeah, just made it more relatable for the fan base now. What do you think you bring to the midfield? It's a great question. I think I've said it in previous interviews, previous questions. I definitely bring a lot of heart, a lot of desire, a lot of work ethic, grit, and every other, you know, word you want to use to describe a hardworking individual. And that's pretty much 
what I know day in and day out that I'm going to provide to the midfield, to the team, or whatever my role might be. That's, I would say, the hard part. The easy part then is my soccer. I think that will speak for itself. I'm someone who likes to have the ball. I'm someone who's good on the ball. I like to complete passes, connect passes, be the bridge between you know our defense and then our attackers, which is an important role. So just kind of embracing it, looking to continue on, I think, a very solid season that I had last year. So yeah, just continuing to build and doing what got me here to this point. So looking ahead to this season, what are you most excited about? I'm 100% the most looking forward is home games. I think as an athlete, as a sportsman, one of the things you want to do, or at least for me, the way I see it, one of my goals in my career was to one day show out and play in front of my home crowd. And this this is home. And I know, again, I go back to all my friends, childhood friends, whatever, they're super excited. So that kind of just bounces off me and I'm looking forward to just playing in front of them. It's been a long time coming. A lot of people haven't seen me play since, you know, I was either in middle school, high school, whatever it might be. It's going to be a lot of emotions coming together once those home games start. Definitely what I'm looking forward to the most. So you'll definitely have plenty of support at the games. I'm hoping, (laughs) yes. Of course, family will be out here and then a lot of other people who will slowly start showing out, which again is huge for the club, not just me. I think it's going to be really massive, the support we get from that local Westside community more than anything, honestly. I think just talking to some people from the club, And this is a personal goal of me. This isn't, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of myself is to bring up those numbers in terms of the land community that does show up to Phoenix Rising Games. I think it's a little low in in my books. Is there anything else you'd like to say to fans? Just 100% if you haven't or if you have, keep coming out to the games new location. It's going to be a pretty sweet atmosphere. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of other things around the area that can also be pretty attractive to families, to singles, to, you know, either college grads, college students. So there's going to be something for everybody and it's going to be a very cool atmosphere. And yeah, show up to the game, support us and we'll have your back if you have ours. Wow, Brittany, that was really cool to get to talk to Jose. I actually don't know if I've ever interviewed a professional athlete, so that's a big first for me. That is very exciting. I was just so excited to hear how he grew up in the Valley and how he has already tons of support and how he's excited for lots of fans to be heading out from the West Valley to their new spot at 38th Street in Washington. Well, there's certainly a lot to look forward to for the Phoenix Rising and especially for transit riders who are fans of the Phoenix Rising. Remember, Phoenix Rising fans, your ticket to the match is also your ticket on the light rail. So make sure to take advantage of this awesome partnership. Thanks for listening to this episode of Storylines. If you have any future ideas that you want to hear about on our podcast, let us know and email us at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Storylines is produced by Alec Tetzitz and Dane Riles. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. I'm Brittany Hoffman with Madeline Phipps. Thanks for listening. <laughs>